uh, us as humans, we're able to, we have choices. We could do good or bad. It's no, one, no one's telling us you know, to do this or that. We make that choice. So I can't blame something else when I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was putting in my body. I knew exactly the bad I did because I was conscious of that. But I also understand that, like, it was my journey. It was my, my, it was to show me how strong I am spiritually and to understand that I don't let fear in my heart, which, what, which is what a lot of people do, and they let fear in their heart. And that's what's killing people, fear. And uh, so it, it taught me how, it taught me to be strong. It showed me how strong I am in the spirit realm. It showed me how strong I am in this realm. And that's why in my ceremonies, I'm able to see, feel, and understand, understand things that not everyone could understand. Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. At the age of seven, he started communicating with spirits and this went on for a few years before a bad experience caused him to stop. At age 11, he started drinking and experimenting with drugs. He was in and out of juvenile hall and stayed on probation. At age 16, his best friend was killed and died in his arms, and from that day forward, he stopped using drugs. He was kept busy with work, but fell back into the criminal mindset and was convicted of carjacking. Uh, from age 19 to 25, he stayed out of trouble, but became tired of working all day with nothing to show for it, so he started hustling again. He quickly became known as a hustler and collector. He was then arrested after leaving a club and charged with possession of a firearm, where he was then sent to prison. After prison and returning home, he continued hustling. He noticed he was falling again back into his old habits, so he, died, he decided to switch things up and start to train to run a marathon. While training for his marathon, he realized he had dragonflies following him around all the time. After four months of training, the day was near and he had spoken to the organizers of the SF Marathon to get permission to ask his girlfriend for her hand in marriage on the stage after the race. However, two days prior, he went out with his brothers for a pre-celebration, and that's where he got into an altercation where he was held at gunpoint. However, that made him realize he was not afraid of death, and that is where his spiritual journey really started. Welcome to the podcast, Waldo Marino. Thank you. Welcome, Waldo. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good to have you, man. Good to be here. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, you got a lot of things going on right now, and you know... Um, but what we like to start always with getting to know you. Obviously, I explained a little bit of your okay. childhood right here. Mm -hmm. But I like I like to uh, for everyone to get to know like how you grew up, how things kind of transpired. Because when they know how you were raised and how you grew up, then they can connect with you better and they can understand your journey. Okay. So I don't know. Let's start at the beginning. Like you know, where'd you grow up? How, how was that? Well, I grew up uh, in Hayward, California, with four of my brothers, four brothers, and uh, one sister. Wow, that's five uh, boys in the home. Yeah, Whew. so yeah, so, <laughs> my mom had her her, her hands filled. Yeah, what so, was it like growing up with four brothers? It, it, it was it was well, that's four blood brothers, and then uh, my half brothers will come in in and out of our lives also, which is three of them. Oh wow, so, so yeah, seven was, boys. It, yeah, it was it was it was hectic. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So what, I mean, was there like a lot of fighting? Uh, for the most part, I feel like we 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 didn't fight with each other, but there was always fighting. It's always you know, yeah. 
I, for me, it's always been part of my part, part of, of me, part, part of, of you. Body. Okay. Part of me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So, growing up with four brothers in Hayward, and have you always been in Hayward? I lived in Hayward till till about fifteen, fifteen, okay. sixteen. Okay. And uh, that's when things really started getting bad, and my mom finally decided to to try to get out of the hood and go to Tracy. But you know, me being a knucklehead, I I. I take my my troubles everywhere I go. Yeah. So, like, once they say they could, you could take the the kid out of the hood, but you can't take yeah, the hood out nah, of the kid. You know, that's exactly. I went over there the very first day of school. I had my my Hayward shirt on to let everybody know where I'm from. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what was it like growing up in Hayward? Like, I feel like it was it was good. It was good. Huh? You know, we had those gangs and everything, but I feel like uh, I wasn't really part of the gang, but I was a big knucklehead you okay. know experimenting with drugs um doing home burglaries that was my thing okay uh breaking people's windows just for the fun of it just to see what mm-hmm. they have in the car just wow. i was one of that those those kids just yeah. doing things just just because i can yeah it, it, that was just because you just always were like that or was it was it kind of something that happened to you no i feel like it was like it was a rush. It was just, a, okay. it was just, I, I like, uh, you know, it was something I, I enjoyed doing. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I would, when I, I would get that bad gut feeling uh-huh. and I would still do it and I would, I would get arrested or, you know, something yeah. bad would happen, mm-hmm. but it's something that, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. to be honest with you, it was something I just did. Okay. It was something I did and, and yeah. You were like an adrenaline junkie. I was, basically. I was. <laughs> yes. So it seems like you were an adrenaline junkie, but you just didn't have the right outlet for it. Yeah. And, you know? and uh, they tried putting putting me in uh, like Taekwondo mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. But it just, that didn't really, you know. <laughs> you said Taekwondo? Yeah. Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that right there. So I, you know, I feel like now as an adult, I, I understand that you can't have kids bored. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can't always rely on the television and video games for a child to to sit there and, and, and waste time. I, I was bored. Right. I, I, I had nothing to do. You know, what better way to, to hang? You know, a kid spends his time looking for something to do. My thing was to go smoke weed, go drink and walking up and down the street and seeing right. what opportunity arises and 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 that's what i did yeah mm-hmm. they, like they say idle idle hands are the hands of the devil or something like yeah. that yeah so basically you were you were a, a kid who had a lot maybe like a lot of energy or like you you sought you sought the adrenaline but you just had nothing nothing to do basically yeah that and all and it, it, it I, I didn't have an outlet as you no, said okay. uh, they did you know teachers all would you know tell my mom he may be ADA, uh, ADD or ADHD and yeah and you know I was in counseling since I was like yeah since I was like seven seven to like 12 13 and finally I'm like I'm not going back and yeah yeah so I feel like it was it was just my surroundings okay. seeing seeing things go wrong go go the things, seeing things happen in my home, right? You know, mm-hmm. parents fighting, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then you know, mom always trying to get me to spy on dad, and dad leaving, dad having another family. I do feel like all that contributed to me uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Rebelling? To or? rebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then again, I was bored. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you had a lot of like confusion or pent up like, yeah. emotion, but yeah. but in the end, you just had no, no way to release it. Yeah. So, and I guess, you know, growing up in, you said you grew up in the hood or yeah. not the nice part of nah. Hayward, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to do but get in trouble, yeah. you know? Let, let's get to the, um, you said you started communicating with spirits at seven, right? Yeah. So how did that start? Was it just kind of like a natural thing? Was okay, it... so basically with that uh, backstory with my mom. Okay. Uh, my mom would always, you know, she's very Catholic. She's very religious. Till this day, she goes to church four or five times, you know, a wow. week. Yeah, yeah, so she's very, 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 very religious. Yeah. Uh, I myself am not religious anymore, yeah. but at that time, she uh, even right now she would uh, she would dream, and she would uh, her visions would always speak to her, and right. and and it would always come true, always. Oh, wow. And the the one that I remember the most was when the uh, twin towers fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in seventh grade, and I remember waking up and hearing my mom scream and cry and then she saw and then she woke up and she she told us like she seen she saw two towers fall mm-hmm. and she saw a lot of people die and then as we were getting ready for school uh, we turned on the tv and then the twin towers came up that wow. yeah mm-hmm. it was the same day that same day that wow. same day so she same. dreamt about it that night and it happened in yeah the morning. And, and it happened that morning and uh so i feel like we my family has a gift that we never really unlocked you mm-hmm. know through blood our dna uh, and now, and as as an adult, my sister now she receives those visions, but she receives receives the visions of people ready to pass, people ready to leave. Uh, you know, whether it being you know her friends, uh, grandmama, grandma, grandma or grandpa, uh, they will come to her in her dream and 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 let her know like I'm ready to go, right. and she will call call you know her friends or whoever it may be, and be like and and tell them hey your 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 grandma's ready to go and they would go say their goodbyes two days later they'd be gone wow wow so uh as an adult now i understand that this is a gift that yeah. i have and and as, growing up i always thought it was normal that all hispanic parents have, you know all hispanic families have, have you know they have this one that mom is always like this this vessel or vision that receives visions or whatever it may be. I always thought it was normal. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm understanding that it, it wasn't yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So yeah, going back to your question about the spirit thing, it wasn't that I was, um, able to like really communicate one-on-one. What had happened was we started, uh, at that time, that's when the Ouija board started coming out okay. and becoming popular. Right, right. The little game. And, yeah, and then we would, we would, you know, play with, play with it. You know, they taught us how to make it, and we would play with it, and and uh, and we would do this for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up in a in a duplex area, and fortunately, we like we would almost it was two, four, six, eight. It was eight duplexes, and seven out of those eight had kids my age. So we were, oh, all, wow. yeah, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were tight and we're Big still community. tight to, yeah, yeah, we're still tight to this day. How many of us the total, you guys? Man, it was, the circle was probably about 10 of us. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. but, so we would all, you know, play this game and, you know, doing the dark and just, you know, yeah. we, we, we thought it was a game. Yeah. Uh, then I realized that it wasn't a game that I was, that now I realize it was, you know, the, the magic that I have that it was yeah. really actually making it happen and mm. 
And uh, that's when things started getting scary because then it, it really, it, we really did start communicating with things. Right. Mm-hmm. And the moment, like like I said, we, this went on for a few years. And then the moment that, that, uh, that kind of like, that really scared me and, and just made me never want to do it again was when uh, we had made a board and I remember someone, uh, a friend coming over and he's like, let's, let's play. And I'm like, okay. And then we start communicating, and one of the rules is you're supposed to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodbye to the spirit? Goodbye to the spirit. Okay. And mm-hmm. we were trying to say goodbye. It wasn't letting us say goodbye. Oh, he's like, I think. No, it wasn't letting us say goodbye. And then, and then, uh, and I remember like even like putting it, uh, trying to, trying to put it to say no. And, uh, and they wouldn't let us, let us, let it, let us, you know, say goodbye. And, uh, I remember all of us, taking our hands off and then moving and then we're like oh shit yeah yeah and then that, at that point like okay well it's time to burn the burn it yeah mm-hmm. and then we burn it and i remember and this is the part that's that's engraved in my mind when we burned it a little wind tornado came and as it came it picked up all the ashes and as it picked up all the ashes it conformed into a face and it stayed a face and Ooh. that's when i was like what the yeah, uh, yeah. Like, were you guys that, outdoors it was outdoors mm. it was outdoors it was outdoors and 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 it wasn't just me that saw this this was you know yeah, who was it playing? was two other people that saw it and and even like till this day they're, they're afraid to talk about stuff like this and mm. i'm not because now i understand yeah it was mm. all part of my journey all, all part of my my me understanding who i am yeah. mm. so uh, so how old were you when this happened i i don't remember i think i may have been in eighth grade Okay, so I like, may have been in eighth grade. So like eight, eighth or ninth grade. Eight or nine years old. No, like no, that's 13. Like a, yeah, thirteen. Like thirteen, mm-hmm. thirteen, fourteen. That's when. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like about. I said, we were like we were. I'm we, not good at math. You, know, by the way. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to be good yeah, at math to have a podcast. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, no. So basically, like oh, so we were a teenager. Yeah, no. So like we we kept, we 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 did this for fun and because we. We didn't think nothing of it. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. And we then thought the, it was a game. Basically. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we thought it was a game. We always thought that somebody else was pushing it. Yeah. Somebody else was answering the questions. And, and some of the questions that we asked actually came to become true. Oh, wow. And uh, But we, like like I said, we thought it was just... Yeah, coincidence. Coincidence. And, and no, it's like I understand that, that we are energy. And anything mm-hmm. we give power to it uses that energy and, and we were able to, to give it power. We right. gave it that power to right. be able to communicate and open those doors. So, yeah. So I remember like the, the face showing itself and everybody's just like, just like, Whoa, yeah. this is really happening. And I remember, like I said, like I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all, co- we, I collected everything, put it in the bag, and then I told uh, told my friend go get some holy water. Yeah. And we got a picture of Jesus. And we we <laughs> buried candle. that thing, bro. Like we did yeah. the whole nine. Yeah. And then ever ever since that, that we we didn't we didn't touch it. We yeah. didn't we didn't we didn't play with it. Uh, we didn't even speak about it until right. uh, until we were adults. And even talking to them about it, you could see the fear that comes out of them. They're like, well, let's not even talk about that because wow. they don't they they still don't understand like. Mm why it happened and you know yeah so let's talk about that you say you understand why it happened now so can you explain to the viewers out there so they might be hearing it they might be all freaked out too but it's not scaring you so what 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 did you what do you understand about that now and why does it not scare you i understand that it was part of my journey part of my process part of me 
I understand that my first three ceremonies uh, in doing plant medicine, which was ayahuasca, uh, I was able to finally let go of you may call it energy you may call it spirits it's mm-hmm. the same thing right uh my first ceremony i was able to let one out like a like a big one i remember just yeah it was it was it was a, a big one and, and everyone felt it in ceremony wow uh my second one my second ceremony was more getting me prepared for my third ceremony because i it's because it was telling me like no you you be prepared for your third ceremony it's gonna okay. be something big is gonna happen mm-hmm. wow. then that's when my my third ceremony came out and and i was able to let go of two more uh energy spirits whatever you want to call yeah. it and uh yeah so like i understand that it was i had to carry that with me for those 20 years and i don't know if it was a good good energy bad energy but i understand that it was there with me the whole time. Right. Uh, us as humans, we're able to, we have choices. We could do good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's no one's, no one's telling us, you know, to do this or that. Mm-hmm. We make that choice. So I can't mm-hmm. blame something else when I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was putting in my body. I knew exactly the bad I did mm-hmm. because I was conscious of that. Right. But I also understand that, like, it was my journey. It was my my. It was to show me how strong I am spiritually, right? And to understand that I don't let fear in my heart, yeah. which what which is what a lot of people do, and they let fear in their heart, and that's what's killing people, fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it taught me how it taught me to be strong. It showed yeah. me how strong I am in mm-hmm. the spirit realm. It showed me how strong I am in this realm, and that's why in my ceremonies I'm able to see, feel. And understand understand things that not everyone could understand, and not everyone is able to, or even want to experience some of the things that 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 go on and and that that show itself. Right. That's un, that's how I understood like how strong mm-hmm. I really am yeah. in the spirit realm, mm-hmm. and then that's that's that was just the beginning of of. It was the beginning of what came to become was magic. Right. Mm. the real magic the magical connection mm. the magic that that really shows itself in ceremony outside mm. of ceremony and there's no denying it there's no you know is this messing with my head no because everyone sees it everyone feels it and and that's when that's when you uh that's when you really understand like you went through what you went through to to make you a stronger person spiritually mentally and physically yeah, a lot of times people don't understand that, or maybe you don't you don't understand don't, it until yeah. later because yeah. the lessons come later, right? It took yeah. me thirty years. Yeah, that's crazy. Thirty so, years. You, so real quick, um, and then uh, you mentioned that's. So do you believe that you're the one that conjured that spirit? It wasn't the other two. Okay, uh, so that right there, I believe I was, and uh, the reason why I want to say I, I I believe I it was me because. As my mom being very religious, she sensed something that wasn't right about me. And so she would take me to priest. They would try to do exorcism oh, wow. on me on and everything. Like, mm-hmm. And so like, th- they would say, try to take whatever out, out of me. Yeah. And the thing is, it just, it wasn't, 
it wasn't supposed to come out. It was supposed to stay there to 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 show me how strong I was. Mm. Okay. So that's why I don't understand. I don't I don't know if it was good or bad. Right. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it made me who I am today. Yeah. It, you know, I carried that with me twenty years. Twenty years. Wow. Not knowing if it's good or bad. Right. You know, because uh, it's it's. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it sounds like through through understanding and accepting, um, you, you basically uh, basically the fear went away. Yeah. Right. The fear went completely away once you once you what's the word once you realize that it's a gift, you let go of the aspect of oh it's, mm. it's something frightful because no energy is energy yeah it's how we perceive it mm-hmm. just like not all energy is going to be white and beautiful and colorful right. energy could be dark and mm-hmm. we don't understand it mm-hmm. because it's dark so we automatically think oh it's bad no mm-hmm. it's just feeling it feeling it mm-hmm. i feel that it wasn't good or bad i felt everything i did was because of me because i wanted to do it because i wanted to be in that knucklehead going out there and doing whatever I was, whatever i was doing but again, not everyone's gonna understand. Um, and yeah. But they can if they want to, right? Yes, if they, they want to go that that route. Yeah, yeah, they can if they want to. But it's just it's something. Well, if it seems like you're definitely inspiring me to not be afraid nah. of energy, whether no. even if it's dark. You yeah, know? No, and that's and that's the, the misconception everybody has that all energy, you know, anything that's black is dark is 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 is, is evil or whatever. No. It's our mind not being able to comprehend what we're seeing. Mm. Because us as humans, we're, we're, we're taught to fear things. We're mm. taught to not to understand things. And anything that we don't understand, we fear automatically. Right. Right. And, and no, just it, it's feeling. Because mm-hmm. your spirit's never going to lie to you at all. Never. Your spirit is strong. Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell everyone in my ceremony. I'm like, let go of the fear. Whatever you see, let it be shown. But understand that your spirit would always tell you if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's not going to tell you. You'll feel it. Feel but it. don't let your fear control your emotions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, oh. what we, uh, so just so I understand a little bit better. So, you feel like you had a dark energy for 20 years. I, I don't know if it was dark or not. Uh, an energy. Yeah, an right? energy. Sorry, I didn't mean to say dark. (laughs) This energy that you didn't understand. And um, other people might feel or see energies that they don't understand, but the fear is what takes over and causes like the negative aspect of it. Is that what you're saying? I I believe that we all, there's different tiers, different tiers of, of energy or whatever. And in order to surpass or in order to, to enter the next tier, you are going to be challenged. Mm. You will be challenged and it will show you some ugly, dark things. Mm-hmm. But if you understand who you are and how, how strong your spirit is mm-hmm. and you, you push that aside, then it, it, it the, the energy switches and it's more like, okay, welcome, keep going. Mm. And then you go to the next tier, the next tier, the next tier, the next tier, the next tier. And this is what shamans talk about in Peru, that there are different tiers of, of, I just want to ask a question on that because um, 
you know, I, I find myself like always trying to vo- avoid like feeling that negative or whatever the dark or you, you know that you were talking about, and because I'm very empathic, like I could feel, but I I I don't know if I'm playing tricks with myself or whatever, but I just I, I don't want anything to do with anything negative. Like even after the ceremony uh, in in June, I stopped wearing black. Black used to be my favorite color. I used to have almost everything black, right? And then Abuela Luna said black attracts the evil, right? So I just stopped wearing black. I mean, I don't even like to wear it anymore. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to have anything on me, near me, anything that could attract anything bad. So mm-hmm. what, what would you say to somebody like that? Because, I mean, you probably deal help people through this. You know okay. I mean? uh, <laughs> Let me ask you. Where does, this, where does the star shine its brightest? Um, well, in the, the darkness, dark basically. Okay, yeah. where is a child born? In, in from the, the womb. womb. Yeah. Where does a seed grow? Under the ground. Yeah. Why are you afraid of the dark? Uh, I, I don't know. See? <laughs> yeah, it's just a feeling it, I get. It, it's, yeah. it's it's not it's 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 the misconception that we had been taught all our life that black or darkness is bad. Mm. No, it's not. And I'm not saying embrace your evil side. No, and that you know that's me saying that people get that misconception. Oh, he's embracing. No, yeah. it's understanding that we shine or shine in a dark full of in a in a in a, in a sky full of darkness. Right. Mm. Us being people of light, people of love, we're able to see our shadows. We're able to work on our shadow. We're able to understand our shadow. We're able to heal our shadow. Mm. We're able to fix our shadow. And this is where duality comes in. You have day, you have night, you have yin, you have uh, yin and yang. Mm -hmm. It all goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. because it creates balance. So how can you say you're a person of light if you're only embracing this part Mm -hmm. when you're not even trying to understand this part? Mm -hmm. Where's the balance in that? Right. Where's the balance? It could go up or down. This is it. This is it right here. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. You have to have balance. Mm-hmm. Everything is balanced. Spirituality is balanced. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go. Some people can just say, you know what? I'm gone. I'm going to go dedicate my whole life into spiritual practices. And awesome. Great. You know, but I have kids. I have family. Mm-hmm. Balance. Spirituality, matrix. Right. Money, home, and making sure my kids are, are taken care of for the future. But all understanding, creating purpose for people mm. creating magic mm-hmm. understanding my magic strengthening my magic showing people what magic really is right so i want you to go deeper into that because i do see a lot of that where people start getting into the spiritual realm and then they get so into the spiritual realm they almost forget that they're still in the real world you yes. know so how how have you handled that or how do you explain that to somebody who because you know some people enter the spiritual realm and they become so passionate about it because they found something that has helped them and changed yeah. them right and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but you still have to learn how to live in the in the matrix right yes. in the mm-hmm. real world i believe if you can find that happy medium or that balance it makes it even more powerful than someone that's just blindly walking into the matrix and the matrix is just controlling them and they, they they're just like pup, like sheep you know what puppets I mean? yeah puppets <laughs> and sheep, right yeah but uh for me like 
And that's a hard question because I see what happens after ceremony. After ceremony, everyone wants mm-hmm. to go to stay in Mount Shasta, become this spiritually enlightened person that, you know, does plant medicines and that heals and and See, that's a hard question, bro. I can't I can't answer that because Well, can you answer it for yourself? Like what? I mean, how, you, okay, you, what was your question? Let me So, let is me start it basically over. like how do you balance spirituality and, and yeah, the, the matrix? Yeah. Myself or my, me personally? Yeah. I guess you could answer for you personally and maybe that can answer for Okay, yeah, let me okay. So yeah. Me personally, it's I know I have kids. Okay. I know I have to be there for them. Yeah. I know I have to set them up also for their future. I know I have bills to pay. I have to buy land for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. I have to buy a home for my family. I have vehicles to take care of. I know that I can't just say, I'm going to go dedicate all my time into my spiritual practice mm-hmm. and leave all this aside. How am I going to pay for my land if I don't have balance with, my, with the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to pay for the taxes? And you hear about people losing their land all the time by not paying taxes. Yeah. So, Which is a tiny bill, but they yeah, can lose the whole piece yeah, of land. Yeah, they can lose mm-hmm. the whole thing. So mm-hmm. that, that right there, you know, I understand that my balance is what's keeping me afloat, but my balance also is what's allowing me to stay connected with everyone else, mm-hmm. people that are barely coming into this path, people that are ready to, to receive the medicine, people that understand that, you know, I came from where I came from. I did what I did, and I'm never going to be someone that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm going to sit here and I don't, you know, lose my temper. No that's that's bs i you know i do get frustrated sometimes and mm-hmm. sometimes i do cuss out somebody that you know cuts me off and i'm like oh why did i do that but it's it's recognizing it but you know but that's besides the point but it's balance everything is balance everything is balance mm-hmm. without balance we wouldn't be here yeah and people that's choosing just to choose one path like spirituality and forgetting about the matrix is, is for me it's like are you really living life? Mm. The life that we're supposed to live this, this lifetime that we're yeah. doing in this realm, the human experience, the human experience. Mm. Yeah. Are you really living it? Or are you just going back to the spirit realm? Yeah. So what, what is the purpose of your spirit coming down to this plane again? If you're going to just go stay up there and not have your human experience. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I mean, I think that was, a, that was a good answer. Yeah. You know, um, and I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about, actually, I guess, so from that experience, do you think that's what kind of drove you into like the drugs and the, and the, and the you know, the hustling and the, all that? I feel like me being bored, me at that, at that time also, like I would, I would work. Uh, I don't know if I would sell newspaper subscriptions uh-huh. and we were making a lot of money at the age of 13. Uh, I was making like $500 a week. Wow. Uh, and, and it was conning people at basically. 13. Yeah. At, thir- yeah. at 13, bro. Yeah. Uh, conning people. So my money went to weed. My money went to, you know, drink. Mm-hmm. My money went to, you know, surround sound or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and it was also an opportunity for me to go knock on people's houses and see who was home and who wasn't uh-huh. home they'd get robbed. Right. So I feel like I w- that was just, you know, I don't know. It's make, making money, but then also just doing things for the fun of it, just to yeah. get things that, you know, I couldn't have at home, you know. My parents didn't buy me new clothes. You know, I was always handed, given hand, out, uh, hand downs, uh, uh, you know, 
game consoles we didn't have we bought ourselves right mm-hmm. uh so you know i seen what everyone else had also and i wanted part of it and i would take it yeah were your parents always working uh my, my mom was uh my dad you know he he was working but also he would come in and out of our life and mm. i feel like as an adult now i understand that my mom wasn't perfect Mm-hmm. She wanted me to, you know, spy on my dad, and and and, mm-hmm. and and you shouldn't ask your child to go to places to go see if your dad's cheating on your mom, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like it's not right for a child to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I do feel like I held a lot of anger towards my dad, but at the same time, I understood that, like you know, it takes two to tango, and it wasn't just my dad's fault. Like my, mm-hmm. you know, my mom had her. The dark and the light, right? Yeah. The balance. <laughs> the yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because you were put in a position at a young age that you probably were just not even mentally ready for. Nah, yeah. You know, and, and even me being so curious, like I would always, you know, listen in the door just to see, hear my parents argue, like, and them knowing that, that we're listening, they would still, you know, argue and, you know. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that, you know, just it, it. I do. I feel like it, it affects children. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 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 now as an adult, I, I see like I would like, you know, with my partner, I would never argue in front of my kids. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah, you know? that's powerful. I would always do it. You know, if we're gonna talk. Let's talk. You know, outside or in, you know in the bedroom. You know, let's. But there, there shouldn't be no screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like creating that boundaries, and yeah. it's pretty healthy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because they say a child is molded from zero to seven. That's where your subconscious is programmed. After seven, it's like it's on playback mode. So anything that happened to you from zero to seven is like ingrained in your subconscious. And it's very difficult to change it. It can only be changed through hypnosis or stuff like medicine. medicine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like repetition. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why sports and music and all these talents are constant practice and repetition, right? So so you're right. Like anything the kids see from zero to seven, whether their parents realize it or not, they're actually imprinting on their kids you know and uh yeah that's crazy that was i mean how old were you when your mom had you basically investigating for her oh no like i i from from what i remember like probably like seven to like probably like seven to twelve or something like that or six to two, like i don't know i was a kid i was a yeah. kid i was a kid was uh, she you just use just you or was she used like no i feel like i was the go-to Hmm. Why, why do you think that I don't was? Know. Maybe you're, you're smart. No, <laughs> you're the no. smart one, yeah, the sneaky I was, one. I was a sneaky one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the sneaky one, right? I was right? a sneaky one. Be able to get yeah, away with it. Yeah, I was, I was a sneaky one, but uh, I, like I, I, I don't know. Like it was, you know. Uh, ever, I, since I could remember, my mama would always say, would always tell me, you know, I was special. Mm. And I feel like that's what kept her close. Like always wanting her, you know, to to have me by her side. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, so who knows? Maybe she had a vision or a dream that she never told you about. No, nah, she, 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 her vision for me was to be a, a priest. Oh, really? <laughs> but oh, then I, as I kept on getting, you know, worse and worse, then it became, oh, you can't be a priest no more. Okay, you'll be a pastor. <laughs> oh, then after that, you can't be a pastor no more because you're, you know, doing this and that. Oh, then you'll just talk about your life experience, but yeah. for the church. Uh, and me personally, I, I just don't believe in church. Yeah, I I mean, neither do I. I'm yeah. not. I'm not religious at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I I grew up in church and yeah. I broke away from that. I just didn't feel right in my spirit. Nah, <laughs> Basically, me, me, yeah. Me too. Everybody stand up. I'm like sheep. Everybody sit down. Sheep. Yeah. And 
everything mm. was yeah same so. with me i was raised catholic i did my first communion my catechism and yeah. i'm like what are we doing like yes i didn't under- well when i was young we used to go to the really really um latin churches where they would speak in latin and i first of all i understand what the hell was going on I was like, oh get up oh sit down oh you get oh right, go get the- yeah. I, my favorite part was eating the, the bread because it was yeah. food or like yeah. the little grape juice right mm. Um, mm. So symbolism for cannibal, right? Cannibalism. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So here's the thing. Uh, I saw a quote it says, "Religion is about control. It is. Spirituality mm. is about self-discovery." So again, nothing against people who are religious and 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 all that, but for me, spirituality made more sense, right? Because yes. I'm about discovering myself and my purpose and and understanding mm. your own path. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. We want to inspire people to find their true purpose and follow their path, their bliss, as we say it, right? Because what is life if you're not doing what you're put on this earth to do? You know what I mean? Like, what are you here for then? You're here to live somebody else's life or to please other people. Like, so, you know, the, st- the statistic is about 97% of people hate what they do or at least do not like it. 87% of people don't like it. 10% of people hate it. So that's 97% of the population that is not living their purpose. Only 3%. So we want to kind of move the needle, right? Yeah. And also, well, it's also about alignment, right? And being your own leader. Like, don't do something just because people expect you to do it. And really, like, discovering uh, in your heart, like, what excites you, right? Like, we talk about following your bliss a lot. And, like, what, what feels purposeful. And, like, if it's something that, for me personally, if it's something that makes me, you know, have tears of joy, then it's the one. <laughs> it's yeah. one of the many things. You know what I'm saying? But one thing, I, one question I, you know, I, one question I ask myself, if I were to die today, would I die a happy person? Mm. Would I die like, would I feel like I fulfilled my purpose? And my answer is, if I die today, I felt like, I would feel like that I fulfilled my purpose because I started my path. Mm. And then I know my path is just starting. My yeah. path is just starting, but... I could die a happy man today and know that my kids would still be taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's Just awesome. Be, yeah, so it's, it's, you, you have to be able to ask yourself that if I die today, will I die a happy man or a happy woman? Right. So that's powerful too, by the way. Yeah. Um, so you, so you had that event happen where you were faced with, with a gun to your head, yeah. right? Talk about that a little bit because that was the beginning of your spiritual journey. So, what happened like so basically uh going back to like training you know i I trained for four months for my very first marathon right literally like every day i would be running i started off with 1.8 miles and i was ready to throw up yeah two months later i ran my first half marathon uh an hour 56 two weeks after that i did my second half marathon an hour 48 two months after that i ran my first marathon so i feel like you know i I did so much training. I wanted to enjoy myself, and mm-hmm. my younger brother had flown in from Hawaii uh, to to run the marathon with me because he had he had like four four or five marathons underneath his belt already. So we're like, okay, let's go out. Mm-hmm. We go out. We start bar hopping. I'm not drinking because I know I have to, I have a run to do, um, but both of my brothers are drinking. Anyway, something happens. Altercation started happening. An argument happened, and uh, my brother was going to get in a fist fight with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, things de-escalated. You know, we got there. I got there, and, you know, we just, everything, the energy calmed down. Yeah. And then someone else 
decided to come in to what was already de-escalated yeah. and wanted to start pumping his chest. And I love fighting. Right. Like, I have no problem getting punched in the face. I have no problem punching punching somebody in the face. Um, and so he wanted to be all bull-chested with his, you know, chest out, taking off his shirt. Like, what's up? Who wants something? I'm like, yeah. raise my hand. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fight you. Yeah. you know, I haven't fought you. I haven't fought in a while. So, uh, yeah, so I, so I was like, okay, you know, I, you know, I took off my shirt. I was ready. And then next thing you know, I just hear. And oh, I'm like, shit. oh, shit. And yeah. the next, that's when I, I knew somebody was already running up on me. And he started pointing a gun, you know, at my chest and, and then pointing at my head. Mm-hmm. And me being from where, or me being in the old business that I was in, I was with some real killers. Some right. people mm-hmm. that really was out there shooting, that really did some dirt. And uh, and I looked at this man in his eyes and I knew that he wasn't going to pull the tr- a trigger. Mm-hmm. I, I knew he, he, you know. I know he wasn't gonna pull the trigger, but at the same time, there's always that little that little thought, like, oh, you know, if he pulls that trigger, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember as soon as he had pointed at my head, like the thought that came in my head was like, I'm gonna just be another story. I'm just gonna be another story. Mm-hmm. Young Hispanic male coming out of prison, mm-hmm. and this is exactly what's going in my in my head when all this is going on in a split second. Young Hispanic male comes out of prison, trains for his marathon. Uh, organized a proposal with the San Francisco uh, administration to ask his wife her hand in marriage. Gets killed two days before. And this is exactly what was going on in my head. And I'm like, I'm just going to be another story now. Another story. And then I'm like, but I'm okay with that. If it's my time, it's my time. Mm-hmm. I didn't run. I didn't panic. Uh one of my my younger brother, I seen him running run off. My other brother just kind of like stood back, and I was just I was just there like, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Nothing I could do about it now. But I feel like when I had that thought, that's when I really looked at it and looked at him in his eyes, and I'm like, and that's when I had, that's when I realized like, he's not gonna pull the trigger, mm-hmm. he's not. And that's when he started shooting in the air and. I literally walked across the street while he was shooting. The bouncer across the street at the club told us that we couldn't go in because they're shooting at us. But uh, just, I, I walked across the street, literally walked across the street mm. because I know he wasn't pointing at me. Mm-hmm. I know he wasn't going to shoot me. Mm-hmm. But so that, 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 but it woke me up. It, 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 it told me like, damn, bro, like you really are afraid to die. And I feel like that's what what uh plant medicine does it makes you realize death doesn't exist and for me to embrace the aspect of me being able to lose my life and not being fearful of it mm-hmm. and then going into plant medicine that's why my journey has been so fast that's why my journey was like you're finally ready you're ready time to take off and this is what happened that's what just said set me up like okay the universe said okay now now let me show you some magic Mm. I didn't realize it was magic. I thought it was just, you know, coincidences. But now it was like, no, okay, you're ready now. You accept it. Okay, time to take off. Wow. And I had no choice now. It was like, okay, boom, and I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like through your acceptance, right? Yeah. Through your acceptance and you being grounded, like the fear is just didn't exist. Yeah, and, and, that's, what, and that's why we talk about surrendering in plant medicine. Yeah. Surrendering is letting go mm-hmm. 
letting go of that fear, letting go of the aspect of this body and, and, and just realizing the true, your, your true self, your highest self. And they say all the time, plant medicine is a near death experience. And it is, it mm -hmm. is a near death experience. And that's why we connect to the same realm that we connect to when we die is because we're our true form. Yeah. So when you say near death experience, uh, what do you mean? Like when you're throwing up, <laughs> vomiting, <laughs> purging. <laughs> it's uh, near near death experience is when you leave your body. Mm. Okay. When so you leave your body and you and you go into a ceremony, and you're in that sacred realm, mm -hmm. that's the near death experience. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna stay there, and everyone has that that fear of oh, am I gonna stay here for the rest of my? No, it's not your time yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you die, you will stay there. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully yeah. you don't have to come back down this way, but <laughs> do right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so talk, uh, wait, you said hopefully you won't have to come back this way. Do right. Does that mean you believe in heaven and hell? No, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Uh, I believe that we are given a choice to come down here. I believe if we don't fulfill what we need to fulfill, we return. Oh, mm. so that's where reincarnation comes in. Yes. And I do believe in reincarnation uh, because I do believe that our spirits are old but we just don't remember who we are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we go back to that sacred realm, we may not be given the choice, but we could end up coming back here and, and redoing this all over again because we didn't fulfill what we needed to fulfill. Mm -hmm. We didn't accomplish what we needed to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, but that's my thought, you know, my thoughts uh some people believe in heaven or hell you know i believe that this could be hell mm -hmm. and that could be heaven yeah mm -hmm. so i i agree with you i don't believe in heaven or hell i believe the human experience can be heaven or hell depending on our choices mm -hmm. yes right because uh you know i was like i along my spiritual journey um I realize, I've had an out-of-body experience before. I popped myself out at church by praying, and then I came back in and had inner peace for five years. It's called slain in the spirit, right? Yeah. But I'm not religious, but the Christian church claims it as the Holy Spirit yes. coming down. Which you hear about all the time. Yeah, and touching you, right? So maybe I somehow, you know, connected to the source and popped out, and, and it, but it helped me because it got rid of my ego, and it made me, you know, pure for about five years. So what I believe for death is that our human experience is over, right? Because we're spiritual beings, we're souls, we're eternal, right? Um, so for me, like you said, I believe your choices on earth make you feel like you're in a living hell or you're in a living heaven, right? Or you're living heaven on earth, so the, so the saying goes. I believe when we pass away, the spirit goes back to source or the universe or whatever anybody wants to call it. And, but I didn't understand the reincarnation part of it. I didn't understand why or how, or maybe that it's not us to understand, right? You know, but but I do believe there is spirits that do come back um, because that's where deja vu comes in or you go like, man, I feel like I've known this person forever or maybe in past lives you knew them or you just have this talent or skill or gift that's been passed on through your bloodline, right? That was maybe somebody thousands of years ago that was that person that could you know, talk to the spirit realm or was connected. Right. And that's passed on through, through the DNA. Right. So I believe that, you know, or maybe it's not passed on through the DNA. Maybe you popped out and came back in, popped out, came back in, you know, cause you had to figure it out. Yeah. Like you said. And so. then that's where, like, I feel like 
it was passed down through blood and and spirit right. uh because my process has been very very fast right and when i say very fast i mean really fast yeah i'm talking about like all this happened within a year bro like, your process to become where who you are now who i am right now mm-hmm. in in the yeah because within within a year within the, a year so, the crazy part is we went to this, my first ceremony was your last ceremony yes. before the process. Yes. That was right before yes. the process. Because yeah. I followed you and I was like, man, like next thing you know, you're like in Peru and yeah. swinging on vines and doing like the yeah. real, like legit, it's from the source, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it's always been, a, it's been second nature for me. Mm-hmm. Everything I do, it feels second nature. Okay. I don't understand some of the things I do. It's not like I watch videos or, you know, read a book. Uh, it's, it just comes to me. Yeah. It comes to me in ceremony. Yeah. It's your purpose. It's my purpose. And, uh, and I go with, with, when I guide ceremony, I go in into ceremony with everyone. I drink oh. three quarters of a cup. Wow. You guys drink a full, cu- a full cup. Yeah. Um, so I, ever since my first ceremony at the portal, I always knew I was a vessel. Mm-hmm. And um, I always knew I was a vessel, and everyone else seen it. Mm-hmm. They seen the gift I had. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily seen it, but they felt it. Because when I would speak, everyone stayed quiet and everybody would be attentive. I was Luna's right hand man. Well, she tried to make me a right hand man, but then I started questioning everything. But, you know, that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was the star child over there mm-hmm. and, and it, 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 it did boost my ego a little bit. It did. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always knew I had something special. I always knew it. And my purpose, you know, as soon as I did the medicine, I knew what my calling was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I forgot where the question was going. What was yeah. the question? Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? Dude, I'm like totally attentive to everything yeah. that you're saying. Yeah. Like seriously. So, I was trying to answer the question and it just started kind of going. Wait, what was Yeah, it? it's okay. Um, um, shoot, I don't even remember the question. But basically you found your purpose. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Mm. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to tell you, Joe says this all the time. When you find your purpose, it doesn't take a, a lot of time. Which it only takes a alignment. Yeah. alignment. I, I and, found it from a, an author, a speaker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what and that's what happened mm-hmm. with me. Like I said, I was a, I was a star child there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my visions really started speaking to me. And it was telling me it was time to go. Your last ceremony, or no, your first ceremony, which was my last mm-hmm. ceremony, uh, I had seen, literally, I was only in ceremony for about 15 minutes. Wow. Mm. Uh, and I had closed my eyes and I had seen two pillars and these two pillars were of serpents with their heads in their mouth and they were all going in circles. Mm-hmm. And then what that symbolized to me was that everyone there was stuck. Mm. There was no growth. Mm. There was no longer growth there. Right. And then when I had opened my eyes, the sand turned into a rattlesnake. And I'm like, I wonder what that means. Mm-hmm. What does that signify? So I was the first one out. And uh, like two or three hours later, one of the volunteers takes the medicine and takes off and no one could find them. Another volunteer comes up to me and asks me, can I help him find them? 
and I'm I, I was out of the medicine already, and I'm like, okay, sure, I'll go look for him also. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking up this mountain, I remember thinking to myself, "Don't step on a rattlesnake." Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, I start looking up, and then I hear, yeah. And I look down, and there was a rattlesnake passing crossing my path, not even a foot away from me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was leaving. And it wasn't a rattle of, I'm going to bite you. It was a rattle of saying, be present. Mm. Be present. Understand your message. Mm. And as it was leaving, that's when I knew I can't go there. I can't go back. Mm. I cannot go back to that ceremony mm. that I need to find my own path. Mm. I need to find my own per- my, my mm. I have to follow my purpose because I was being kept down because I had flu- influence there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And certain somebody didn't want wants all the power there mm-hmm. and me having influence it was like it was like yeah so it was time for me to leave and and uh and yeah i left and and then it was it was something beautiful it was something beautiful because then uh i was invited to another ceremony and i did my first night ceremony and that's when i really started understanding duality mm. and i remember that the shaman there it's someone I've never spoken to. No one's ever spoken to him about me at all. And um, we go into ceremony, but they're handing out little cups. And I remember thinking, like, I hope it's not, you know, watered down or mm-hmm. anything like that. So they hand out little cu- uh, little cups and I, I drink it. Nothing happens. Second cup comes around a little, little tiny bit. I drink it. And I'm like, I'm still not connecting. I'm like, oh, man. But I'm like... Be present, be present, mm-hmm. be present, be present. You're here for a reason. Be mm-hmm. present, be present. And then I ended up getting my message without really being in the medicine. Mm. And then as soon as I got my message, uh, it was two facilitators. One of them came up to me and was like, do you want another cut? And I told him, no, I don't need another cut. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I, I received my message. Thank you. Five minutes later, the other shaman comes up and he says, do you want another cut? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm really mm. okay. Like, I I don't need it. Like, I, I received my message. And he's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then I closed my eyes. And then I remember him touching my face. And then he said, you know who you are. Why are you afraid? Why are you looking for other teachers? Yeah. Be, be who you are. And, uh, and and that's what I was doing. I was looking for other teachers mm. because I felt like I wasn't ready for my path or worthy of my path, I should say. And then after you said that, like, literally I skyrocketed out of my body. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and then I remember, like, then, uh, yeah, I was up there. And, uh, and then he was, uh, then I remember coming back down and I was coming back down. I felt like I was out of ceremony already. And as I felt like I was out of ceremony, uh, I remember just the whole the whole energy, because like I said, I felt like I've always been the vessel and I was able to feel the energy and, and people could feel my energy. Mm-hmm. And I remember just the energy just becoming just powerful, 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 just all around. And I remember hearing everybody, the volunteers and the shamans asking, who has the question? Who has the question? Who has the question? And I remember hearing somebody says, I have the question. And as soon as I heard somebody say, I have the question, 
like it was like the medicine saying no it's not for you she took me right back up and then i was up there for a little bit came back down and i was out of ceremony and then that's when i knew i was i had to i had to do start guiding ceremony and that's when eight 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 came up Lionsgate, mm-hmm. and i was originally going to do a ceremony for one person and this one person had spent more than half of his life in prison yeah a week prior a lot of people start asking if they could come to ceremony i'm, I'm like i don't know you know like cause, because this is my first time uh doing ceremony and as I get, as I as I got to you know when I, when I get to Mount Shasta, uh, I'm having second thoughts already. I'm like, am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. Am I really ready for this? I'm over here nervous, like second guessing myself, doubting myself, and that doubt has always been my my biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. That was that's always been like, don't doubt yourself. And each time I doubt myself, spirit, universe, creator, medicine, whatever, always shows me like, here just don't doubt yourself here you go yeah so uh so so i was doubting myself and then it ended up being like seven people that ended up coming to my very first ceremony wow and uh and i'm like damn am i really ready for this and then i remember walking to the bathroom and then i and i hear a woman playing a flute a flute and I, I've really connected with the flute, like like me and the flute like this i have to learn how to play the flute like this <laughs> yeah and uh I remember just walking up to her. I'm like, man, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And she's like, then we started talking and, and she's like, yeah, well, I feel like I'm a, I'm a teleporter because I'm one place. And then the next thing I know, I'm over here at this other place and then this other place. And then I never brought up the ayahuasca ceremony. Mm-hmm. Never even talked about plant medicine. And she's like, yeah, I just, I, I got back from Peru. Uh, I think she said like a year ago. And then she looked at me in my eyes and she's like, you have the eyes of my shaman. Mm. And then, mm. I, and then that's right there. That was what 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 gave me the strength to, to to let go of that doubt to say, okay, this is your path. This is your journey, and you are ready. And 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 yeah. And then I then I then I did tell her. I was like, you know what? I'm, you know what I'm here for? For ceremony. She's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing my very first ceremony. Guiding my my very first ceremony. And she was just like, wow, just dumbfounded and 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 just just grateful that we had crossed paths because she gave me that strength to, to really do ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, and my very first ceremony, I thought it was powerful. I thought it was magical, but each and every ceremony is different magic. It's mm-hmm. different. It's different. I go in there thinking, Oh, I'm going to do this, do that. And I, hell no. That doesn't ego, exist. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nah, she's like, let me show you what real magic is. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. eight, eight, you know, happens. I, I do my ceremony. Um, I do my ceremony in, in September. Uh, I do my ceremony in October and all this time, uh, Gloria had always told me, come back to the ceremony, come back to the portal, come mm-hmm. back to the portal, come mm-hmm. back to the portal. And I always told her, I, I can't go back. I can't go back. I, I don't belong there. And she was like, no, like you, you just come, just come. just." And I would always say, no, no, no. And then I started finding out that the quote unquote shaman started talking bad about me and telling everyone all these things that I'm not ready and that he doesn't know what he's doing and this and that. So a lot of people kind of separated themselves from me and that was fine. hundred percent. Okay. Cause I know I was, I was being guided to where I needed to be. Right. And, but me and Gloria always kept in touch. 
every week would, we would speak. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she would always tell me, mijo, you have to go to Peru. You have to go to Peru. You have to go to Peru. And uh, so when they finally opened the borders up, I had bought my plane ticket and I was gone within mm-hmm. within that week. We were supposed to go as a group of seven, I believe, and I was the only one that went. Mm-hmm. When I get there, there was supposed to be a group of 20 or 30 people from Costa Rica, Mexico, mm-hmm. Spain, United States. I was the only one that made it. Wow. wow. <laughs> it was just me just and the shaman. You. Just mm-hmm. me and the shaman. And, uh, and that ceremony showed me a lot of things. And, and, and that ceremony showed me showed me a lot of who I am and and I haven't really shared my ceremony because I didn't want people saying that I was trying to bad talk any other facilitator because you know in this community we should be united instead of separated right Uh, but that ceremony has shown me that the things that I was seeing that was happening in that ceremony is true that the shaman had lost her path along the way, whether it be finances, ego, control, or just being wanting to be put on that pedestal higher above everyone else. And I've never spoken to anyone about it. The only person I've spoken to about it was Gloria. And uh, so... I remember my master plan, which is when you do a dieta, you have a master plan. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did the dieta. So in ceremony, I remember that I was like in the meeting, just like this right here. But it was the medicine, Madre Ayahuasca, my master plan. And I was just here, sitting here, just listening to these two talk, talk, energy, spirits, talk, yeah. whatever. And they were both talking and they were saying, my master plan was telling the medicine, no, she doesn't belong there anymore. She doesn't belong there anymore. It's time to take her out. It's time to take her out. Take her out of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's time to um, expel her from from this realm Mm -hmm. that she's no longer welcomed here. So that was going on. And uh, I remember just thinking like, wow, is this really happening or is this just all in my head? Mm-hmm. But you got, okay, and, and I want you guys to understand, like if you've gone to ceremony, you know we drink a two-ounce cup. Yeah. In Peru, you drink probably about six to ten ounces. Ooh. Yes. Wow. And you do this in complete darkness, mm-hmm. no candle, in the middle of the night, no lights, no music. It's just you and the medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, very intense. When I when I when I seen that cup, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Even you're like, damn. Yeah. So I so so yeah. My ceremony started at eight o'clock at, or nine o'clock. Uh, I didn't get out of ceremony until five o'clock in the morning. Mm. So there was a lot of things that happened, but this happened in particular. They were talking, and it kind of just faded away. So the next day, it was rest day, and I was just. You know, taking everything in, trying to analyze everything, which you really can't with stuff like that. And then, um, excuse me. And then my second ceremony comes about. And then my second ceremony, 
I remember uh I remember going in fast and it was night and I remember like just working you know working with the medicine and then probably an hour into it I started becoming afraid this is the very first time I let fear get to me out of all the times I drank the medicine I was afraid and when I say I was afraid I was tears were coming out of my eyes I was laying on the floor like damn like but while that was happening I was I was asking myself like why am I afraid why am I afraid afraid of what afraid of what and and I was just sitting there just like damn like when is this gonna end and 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 then all of a sudden I'm out of ceremony like as fast as it was like me going in I was completely out like no trace of the medicine in me the shaman was trying to whistle was trying to sing in the carios he was brought out of the medicine also at the very same time and we sat there for about an hour. He was trying to whistle, trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to sing his icarios, and it wasn't coming. It wasn't the, the energy was gone, absolutely gone. And while this was happening, thunder clouds came. Thunder started happening. Rain started happening. I'm like, damn, man, they're mad at me. That was my thought. Like they're mad at me because I let fear come in, uh, fear go into my heart, and and it was like. It was like spirit was saying, you aren't ready for this path. You aren't ready. You aren't ready. You aren't ready. So after like an hour, the, the shaman has asked me, you know what, just play your music. Let's enjoy the ride. Medicine, sometimes it doesn't work, you know, how we, we expect it to work. This is just, let's just go with the flow. So we listened to a whole album. And while I'm listening to this whole album, I'm like, you know who you are. And I'm telling this to myself. I'm like, you know who you are. This doesn't define who you are. This doesn't make who you are. You don't have to doubt yourself. You know who you are. When you drink the medicine again, you're gonna you're gonna realize who you are. So I kept on telling myself that like you know who you are, you know who you are. And at that moment, oh after the album finished, he had asked me uh, to turn it off at the at the very last song, he's like, "I want to sing you a, a nicario," and he's like, he asked me to sit up, and as I started sitting up, I felt like my body was ripping open, literally started from my stomach just ripping open, and as he started singing, uh, 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 singing in nicario, I started purging, and as I started purging, like it was like, like literally every muscle, like my whole body hurted, like physically hurt. And after I had purged what I needed to purge, we we both of us went right back into ceremony. And that's where my initiation happened. And that's when my initiation, the medicine said, there you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Because like I said, and that has always been my biggest blockage. And so we, we end up going into ceremony and man, I thought I had seen magic in my ceremonies. And when I say, I think I, 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 I felt that I, we had seen magic in my ceremonies. I really mean it. Like you could see it, feel it, understand it. But 
after I had let go of that fear, I feel like she was ripping all that out of me. She's like, now you're able to see what real magic is. And that's when he started singing Nicario. And I remember just eyes open. And this is complete darkness. You know, like I said, this is in the middle of the jungle in this little hut with no candles. I remember just looking up and, and seeing all this sacred geometric shapes, symbolisms. And I'm just looking up, eyes open or closed. It was still there. And he would sing and I would be in my process because what people had seen in, in, in my ceremony said they had seen me as an eagle. And after I had cut dieta, my dream was of an eagle. And so when he started singing, I remember that it was like my 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 hair was the feathers of the eagle and I was dancing the sacred dance and the sacred dance of initiation. And I could feel him seeing through my eyes and I could feel everything he was feeling. And I remember smiling at one point. And when I smiled, I just felt the energy just and then I and then I could and then he literally laughed out loud. And then and then that's when I was like maestro, you know, teacher. Uh teacher, uh true teacher, maestro verdadero, true teacher. And then he and then and this is me saying in my mind to him telepathically because we had opened up that connection and then he would say it out loud no maestra talking about the medicine so we had this connection that i cannot explain it was my initiation to 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 really serve the medicine the medicine just wanted to make sure that i was ready to make sure that i didn't doubt myself anymore that, that i didn't doubt my magic my power my strength my my gifts thank you for tuning in that was the end of part one Part 2 comes out next Monday, 9 a.m. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.